Hi everyone, this is Stuart Love checking in here with the 4th and Inches Podcast Network and 5 Star Imports and Memorabilia. We have some very exciting news to announce. Both the 4th and Inches Podcast Network and 5 Star Imports and Memorabilia have teamed up and will collaborate with Silver FX Bespoke Teamwear, Print and Embroidery. I spoke to Andy Turner last week and it was very clear that we both have the same vision, the same drive and the same ambitions. We both love the NFL, we both love American sports and we love American sports apparel. So together, we're going to bring you the best American sports clothing line for the podcast, for five-star imports and memorabilia, and you're going to see it all over the UK with many other organisations. So please check out Silver FX Limited at www.silverfx.co.uk. You can find them on Twitter at silverfx underscore sports, or you can get them on Instagram at silverfxuk. But be rest assured, we're going to bring you something pretty incredible. So keep an eye out. You can check it out on the podcast. Keep an eye on um, our Facebook page, Five Star Imports and Memorabilia. You can find myself on Twitter, Stuart Love NFL. Um, and we'll have many links coming out over the next few days. And please look out for our web store that will have both the podcast and Five Star Imports and Memorabilia. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening and hope to all work with you soon. Welcome to the 4th and Inches Podcast with your hosts, Stuart Love, Sukhdi Puni, and Ryan Edwardson. Hi everyone, and oh god, do we have a blockbuster show for you. So basically this show is going to be split over two parts, um, Saturday and Sunday to coincide with the wildcard weekend games. So the first game up is going to be what you're going to listen to next, which is myself, Stuart Love, covering Colts at Bills, and that's with Michael Cameron and Stuart Tomlin. The next game is Suk Deep Pune, which will do Rams at Seahawks, and that's with Neil Elliott and Sam Richardson. Then the final game is myself, Stuart Love, and that's Bucks at Washington, and that's with Andy Burrows and Samuel Sharkey. Then on Sunday, we'll release in the morning to coincide with the games that are on that day. We'll have Ravens at Titans, that's Ryan Edwardson covering that one, and that's with Ryan Slaughter and Jamie Hawkins. Then after that, we've got Suk Deep Pune, which has got Saints at Bears, and that's with David Cowlin and James Baker. And then the final game, everyone knows it's the important game for me, is Ryan Edwardson, and he's doing Browns at Steelers with my good friend Paul Brown and the wonderful Freddie Hall from the Franchise Tag podcast. So guys, enjoy this show. It's something that we wanted to put together. We wanted to involve the fans because this podcast is for fans. You know, We want you to come on. We want you to enjoy the experience. We want you to talk football. We want you to talk your passion and um, the love for the game, You know, the love of the NFL UK. So sit back, enjoy this show. And I suppose it's myself. Colts at Bills. Hi everyone and welcome to the 4th and Inches Fan Playoff Special Podcast. And what can I say? This show will be an absolute belter. As for the first time ever, it's three Scotsmen that have been on this show. 
And for our listeners, I'd like to welcome the three Scotsmen of the apocalypse, or better known as Bobags. So <laughs> everyone knows me, Stuart Love, but I'd absolutely love to introduce from the Go For It On Force podcast. He's from Dundee. He lives in Aberdeen. So you're going to need subtitles for this laddie. He's representing <laughs> AFC's South Finest, the Indianapolis Colts. Stuart Tomlin, how are you doing, my friends? Oh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you, mate? I'm doing exactly the same as you. 2020 and 2021 has just continued in exactly the same manner. But you know what? We're all in the playoffs and we're here to talk football. So Exactly. From the, exactly. So from the Bills backers, Scotland, and from Huntley, Scotland, we have representing the Buffaloes, Bills, and AFC East is the one and only Michael Cameron. Michael, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Just getting there, you know, we're just getting ready ready for some playoff football, you know, and, and, and I'm sure you guys are going to enlighten our, our, our guests with some Scottish banter and some nice football insight. So, instead of just messing about, Stuart, how was the regular season for your team? You know, describe it, you know, your season in, in, in a few words and just how, how you felt that, you know, obviously with COVID, the way that everything went, how did your season go? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, eleven and five playoff spot could have gone a lot worse. I mean, considering a year ago we were dealing with the retirement of Andrew Luck, that completely ruined last season. But this season we've kind of bounced back from that. Philip Rivers has been pretty good in that offense this year for the most part. He's had his moments, but that's kind of what you get with Phil Rivers. Uh, the defense has been absolutely sensational this year. And yeah, uh, you know what? Made up with made up with the way we've played. I would have loved an AFC South title as well, uh, but we were kind of sweating towards getting the playoffs after we lost to you boys a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I know, but yes, we had four I mean, outs, and I... thankfully it came off. So you know, yeah. I mean, the way we're going to look at this game is it's basically your defense versus that absolutely phenomenal. Bill's offense. I mean, who stood out for you defensively? I mean, obviously you've got defensive end um, Kimoko Turi, uh, DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle. Obviously you had Grover Stewart, defensive end Justin Houston, inside linebacker Darius Leonard. Who for you stood out for that defense? Well, honestly, there's a, there's a few names that I want to highlight. I mean, uh, DeForest Buckner is the first one that comes to mind because he has been an absolute sensation for us. You know, we paid the 49ers a first-round pick and we absolutely robbed them for that because he has been superb and they, they badly missed him. Every time I've spoken to a Niners fan about it, they've said, we really miss him in the defence and he's been superb for us. Uh, Darius Leonard's another one. And basically, the thing with Darius Leonard is every time you write off Darius Leonard or the Colts as a whole, he'll prove you wrong and he'll have an incredible game. You know, oh. there's, there's one That's... name I want to highlight that might not be an obvious one, which has been Kenny Moore. He's been one of the best cornerbacks in the league this season, completely under the radar. Should have been an all-pro for me because he's been superb. There was, a, there was a game against the Raiders a few weeks ago where he got called on a horse collar tackle against I... Darren Waller. Yes. And then... A few minutes later, had the incredible one-handed interception. If that was a wide receiver doing that, we would have seen that all of the time. You know? Yeah, you would. Yeah, absolutely agreed, buddy. But we've also got Michael here in your offense, mate. Wow. I mean, absolutely hot. 
Um, how was the season for your team? Obviously, obviously the Patriots have, have filtered away now and you've won your um, division. Were you happy how the season's went so far? Yeah, so far, yeah. The start of the season with the the defence was a bit ropey. Was ropey with that, but thank God we've got Stefan Diggs in there. Uh, I mean, just when you look at that, you know, your offensive, you know, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, you've got Cole Beasley, um, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs, and Josh Allen. I mean, what a season this guy is having. I mean, seriously, wow. I mean, abs- yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Um, have you been... I mean, do you feel optimistic that you can get the win against the Colts? Yeah, it's... Especially being in Buffalo with, obviously, now they've got fans there. I, I mean, well, no, absolutely, I, I agree. I mean, Stuart, going to you, I mean, obviously you've made it to the playoffs, you've done it the hard way. Do you think you can go all the way? The thing is, we've done it the hard way. We're going to have to continue doing it the hard way because we've got the Bills on Saturday in Buffalo in January in the freezing cold. If we win that, then it doesn't get any easier. We'd have to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. So in the first first time in history, by my by my count, a team of if we win, the team will have to have played the second seed and then immediately play the first seed in the wild card and divisional round. So I think that's the first, obviously with the extra seeds, you know, that's the first time uh, that will have ever happened. And us being the seventh seed, it's the hard way, you know. But can we go all the way? It's going to be tricky. I mean, you know the old saying, defence wins championship. Absolutely. If we're going to go all the way, it's going to be on our defence. I would say exactly the same with my Steelers. It's all about that defense. And if you look at the, the, some of the classic Super Bowls, you know, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl. You know, that was only because the Broncos, you know, I keep Tlaib and Miller absolutely destroyed the, the Panthers. So I agree with you 100%. Completely carried Manning. Absolutely. Through that entire playoff run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the way that obviously we're here to talk about your team. But my, my Steelers, I mean, offensively not doing too great at the moment. Can't catch a ball to save themselves. But that defence really, really will have to come up big against the, the Browns. Um, I mean, Michael, what does your team really need to do to win this week? Um, we'll hopefully have Stefan Diggs playing. But from the Northern, the, the Bills thing, they've put them as questionable for a game, game day, so... I know, I know. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have to really work hard against that that Colts um, defense. I mean, Stuart, what do your team need to do to win this week? I mean, what is what is your key to success? To because the way it's looking at the moment, everyone is saying, you know, it's going to be a blowout. The Bills are going to do it. But from from your standpoint, what is you know the key to success, buddy? Honestly, the the two we've got two keys to success in this game for me. First of all, we have to completely limit the Bills' offense, which is easier said than done. Aye. But basically, we're going to have to give uh, Josh Allen absolutely no time to throw whatsoever. He's good at getting the ball out, but uh, we're going to have to get Buckner and uh, Houston rushing him regularly. We're going to have to take away Stefan Diggs if he plays, Cole Beasley if he plays, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, the, the good news is the Bills' running game isn't as hot as uh, 
as ours, for example. Yeah. So on the ground, I think we've got a better chance of stopping them. But we're going to have to take away those offensive plays. On the other side of the ball, if we're just going to have to keep running Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we've got we've got the old saying, run the damn ball. And uh, we're going to have to do that and do that plenty. Uh, the, the old traditional tactic of shortening the game against a quote-unquote better opponent, you know? No, agreed. And, I mean, obviously, Michael, you'll be hoping, obviously, that offensively, you know, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs, I mean, Josh Allen, they're all going to be on their, their A game. But defensively, I mean, you must be really, really happy. You know, um, you know, you've been weak in many ways, but there's a lot to, to, I mean, look at Josh Norman, you know, obviously getting that picking in yeah. there. I mean, is there anything that stands out for you that you really need to, to work against the Colts? Um, probably, I would probably say it's trying pressure Philip Rivers. Yeah. Because I think if he, especially people like um, Jerry Hughes and Ed Oliver and players like that. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, defensive end, you've got Jerry Hughes, a side, outside linebacker, Matt Milano, left cornerback, uh, Levy Wallace. Um, free safety, Michael Hyde. I mean, you're really going to have to pressure, um, you know, Philip Rivers. It's, it's going to be such an interesting matchup, um, this game. Um, I mean, Stuart, do you think going forward, if you do get beat, do you think it's time to look for a new quarterback, or do you think Rivers got another year in him? I'm in two minds about this because, uh, honestly. I reckon Rivers has played well enough to warrant another, another deal. But it's whether so. he's gonna want it's whether he's gonna want to play another year or not. You know? Like if he's if he's willing to play another year, I reckon keep him because he knows the system and it's like what what else are you looking at? Carson Wentz? Eh Matthew well, Stafford, but then you have to trade for him, so I know and I have seen a bit of smoke online that basically um you know, obviously, when Carson Wentz was at his peak, when he, you know, just obviously never played in the, the playoffs and it was Nick Foles that took the team, but his most successful year was under Frank Reich at the at Eagles. So it would be a match made in heaven if you were to get Carson Wentz. But I can see Stafford maybe ending up at the 49ers. The the thing the thing is with, with Wentz is he's regressed so badly this year and... Uh, the whole wanting to be the start in Philadelphia rather than being a team player and like, okay, I'm not playing well, I'll step back. You know, the attitude of that kind of turns me off the idea of having went. Stafford, yeah, Stafford, I think the Niners could be a shout for him as well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's quite hard to say. But it might be an option. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah, try saying Jimmy Garoppolo in a Scottish accent. <laughs> You'll end up with a bag of chips and a can of super lager. <laughs> oh, any, Italian, no. any Italian chip shop? Can I get a Jimmy Garoppolo, pal? <laughs> oh, but honestly, I, the people forget what Garoppolo is. He was at the Super Bowl a year ago. Know. You know? I, but then, he, but in that argument, though, 
mean, so was uh, Carson Wentz, and look what happened after an injury. You know, the thing is, though, Carson Wentz didn't play in the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. He. I mean, that must kill him every day that he walks outside the stadium and there's a statue of Foles. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles got a statue before Carson Wentz or Tom Brady. Let that one sink in. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but obviously, we'll get to this end part of the podcast. Um, I mean, Michael, sell it to me. As a neutral, why, why should I root for the Bills? I mean, obviously, you've lost four Super Bowls on the trot, so that's one reason we want to see that happen. But is this your year? I think it is, yeah. Especially, especially if we beat, obviously, Colts on Saturday, and then come, I'm not sure who they play next if they do get... It's going to be... I mean, on, on paper, I'm going to say as well, I, I fully expect the, the Bills to go and win this, but anything is absolutely possible. But Stuart, for you, mate... Why Why should our listeners, why should I, when I'm watching that game, be rooting for the, the Colts? Because, quite frankly, who the, who the heck wouldn't want to see a seven seed win the Super Bowl? You know? <laughs> the classic underdog story, isn't it? it? It truly is. It truly is. I mean... And considering the... the la- about a year ago, Andrew Luck retired, to come back and win a Super Bowl in the season after that would be incredible. And... Philip Rivers getting a ring, that would be a fantastic way for him to finish his career if he is retiring this year, you know? Um, I agree with you 100%. I mean, would you say that Frank Reich has been the right man for the organisation? Obviously, I know that you have Chuck Pagano and then obviously had the leukaemia and then obviously Bruce Arians came in and he took you on that um, into the playoffs. But going forward, you know, everyone's saying that Stefanski's done an absolutely fantastic job at the Browns. It's the first time in 18 years that they've made the playoffs. But going forward, are you over? Like, are you happy with the way that the organisation is moving forward? Oh, absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, I think Frank Wright's been fantastic for us. We were very lucky to get him, as as it turned out. Thankfully, Josh McDaniels turned out turned down the job, and he has been horribly exposed without Brady in New England this year. Aye, uh, he would have been an absolute binfire of a hair, as it turned out. So we got very lucky when he decided he didn't fancy the job and we ended up with Frank Reich instead. And he's been good. Like, there's there's times I, I get annoyed at his uh, play calling, uh, especially in third quarters, it seems. But overall, I think he is 100% the right man for the job. Uh, even more important, I think, is Chris Ballard. He has been sensational as a GM. And or, I can honestly say, if we had had Ballard from the start of Andrew Luck's career, We'd probably have a ring or two by now. He, he just gets it. He really, really gets it as a GM. So 100% happy with the way the organisation is moving forward right now. No, that's absolutely brilliant. So to finish up for our listeners, I'll start with you, Stuart. You got a score prediction? Oh, it's a hard one because the homer in me wants to pick Colts, but it, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean... I, I think it'll be a lot closer than people reckon, but I, I'm saying 27-24 Bills. I'm personally, I'm going to go Bills 2014. I think it's going to be a quite a tight game. I don't think the Bills are going to give too much out. I think two teams will be reserved, and then it, it could just take one big mistake, and if it goes to a two-score game or a three-score game, then it's going to be out, you know, the Colts' uh, reach. But, you know, there's a part of me that is rooting for the Colts, you know, I'd love to see the Colts there. I've met Philip Rivers personally. Absolutely lovely man. 
Um, I've got a lot of respect for Frank Reich, but at the same time, I do like the Bills organisation. I think the fans do deserve a Super Bowl. I mean, to get their four on the road, you know, Jim Kelly, especially all his cancer scares and everything, he's such an inspirational man um, that I would love to, to see that organisation go. Um, Michael, you got a, a score prediction there, buddy? Um, I was... What do we say? 30... 30... 18. Ooh. It's going to be an interesting one. But, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. I wish the two of you the absolute best of luck. Um, Stuart, I know you're going to keep me entertained on Twitter when that game's going on. <laughs> I, I, better get, I better get my phone charger in anyway because you drain my battery, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and again... Have you back on the podcast at some time? Um, if anyone wants to check you out, um, what's your where can they find you and what's your Twitter or Facebook handle? Stuart, I'll start with you, pal. Uh, I've got a couple of things. Uh, obviously, go for it on fourth. We can find it on Podbeam or Spotify under the Go For It on Fourth podcast. Uh, Twitter, I am there on STVS The World, and I also have a Twitch which I'm quite regularly playing on. Uh, which is Stuefa Live. Love it. Basically, Absolutely like UEFA, but STU added to it. Stuart spelt the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, brilliant. And Michael, where can people find your page, buddy? Um, I'm only on Twitter, and it is at Scotland Bills. Absolutely fantastic. So for our listeners, please go and check these guys out and see what they're doing doing fantastic things in the NFL UK community. And thank you so much for coming on the 4th and Inches podcast. And I hope he's come back on really soon, whether he's get to the next round, whether he's get to the Super Bowl. I'm always welcome on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time, guys, and have a good night, OK? Thank you. Have a good night, mate. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much to Stuart and Michael for that. It's not every day you get three Scotsmen on the, the one show. It's a recipe for disaster, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's over at you, Suit Deep, for Rams at Seahawks. Greetings and welcome to a special edition of the Fourth and Inches podcast. This week, we've got a very special um, episodes for you where we're lining up fans from each team who are in the playoffs. And we're going to bring two fans on in each time. Uh, so this week, or this episode, we've got Neil um, Elliott, who's a, a big Seahawks fan. How are you doing, Neil? I'm fine, Suck. Absolutely fine. And we've got Sam Richardson, who is our resident Rams fan. How's it going, Sam? Is that me crashing, is it? Uh, no, you're, I can hear you, Sam. Uh, no, the audio broke off. Sorry. <laughs> How's it going, Sam? You all good? Too bad, thanks, mate. Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Apart from the homeschooling, but getting there. Now, I know... <laughs> I know, obviously, we're very short on time. So what we're going to do is, in order to decide who gets to start, we're going to do a traditional coin toss. So I'm going to let the away team decide what they want, um, and they'll decide whether they want to receive or defer. So, Sam, you get the pick. I'll go, I'll go heads. Heads. Okay, it is heads. So heads. Um, that's a good start for all you I'll guys. I'll defer. I'll trust the defense. <laughs> You're going to defer. So there we have it. So the Seahawks are on this first. So I'm going to look at uh, my list of questions here. So 
I'm going to ask this one because from a Seahawks perspective, a lot of people did think uh, you can go all the way. So now that you've made it to the playoffs, do you think that you can go all the way this year? I honestly don't know. If the offence can recapture where we were for the first six or seven weeks of the season and the defence plays like it has been for the last six or seven weeks of the season, I think we can beat anybody on our day. Uh I think Pete Carroll's got a plan. He always likes to go with a run game towards the end of the season in the winter months, yeah. which I think is why we're seeing less of Russell throw the ball. Uh, but I hope that's the plan. Otherwise, if Russell's gone off the boil, then I think we're in a bit of trouble because yeah. we've certainly not swept aside teams we should have been sweeping aside the last few weeks. Yeah. Well, we see it so many times in the playoffs where teams all of a sudden, you know, Russell will be maybe let off and we'll have a fan. And if you've got that defence playing the way it is now, especially with Jamal Adams, you know, there's every chance you guys are going to surprise a lot of people, aren't you? I think if we can keep Jamal Adams fit, that's the yeah. big thing. For, even for Saturday night, it's absolutely massive that Adams plays. Yeah. And he's the big key to our run to the, if we get to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, we, we, we gave up a King's Ransom to get him and to lose a player like that at this stage of the season would be absolutely crushing. No, I can imagine. Um, Sam, I'm going to move on to yourself now. So I, I'm going to admit this. So when I made my early season predictions, and to be fair, my son Kira, who's a big Rams fan, said this as well. We thought the Rams were going to maybe be third or fourth um, in the division and, and maybe not even look at the playoffs, maybe a top 10 pick. So with that in mind, how do you think sort of the regular season has gone for the Rams? Yeah, um, so I, I'd agree with that. Early into, yeah, into the, uh, the off-season, I was kind of looking through how we did in the draft. I thought we had an okay draft, but I was still thinking, you know, we're not, we're not challenging this year. We're not quite a new defensive coach. We don't know how he's going to settle in. Um, you know, he's taken over the play call. We don't know how he's going to settle in. But yeah, I was in my fault. Maybe third. Um, now we're in the seventh wild card spot for Fair enough. Uh, Coming in and turn this defence into a top five defence. And yeah, I think if not, we probably would have been looking at, well, not, not a top 10 pick because we don't have any picks, but we would have yeah. a bottom 10 side at least. Yeah, that's true. I forgot you've given everything away for Jalen Ramsey, haven't you? So uh, um, I remember I remember doing the, uh, I remember doing a mock draft for the Rams last season. Um, and yeah, it was an absolute nightmare trying to, accumulate more picks for you guys because there's nothing to give away but um yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. we've done a lot of in the in the third and fourth rounds the last couple of years especially this year with, with fuller and, and yeah like yeah plays. um but yeah it's, it's going to be tough again not having a, not having a first round pick but. yeah bottom line is you're in the dance which is the main thing isn't it so uh, and we we looked okay sometimes doing it so yeah now I know, Neil, you sort of touched upon this from the Seahawks perspective. Obviously, we know, you know, division rivals, you, you've both won a game each, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. Each other. What's going to be the key this week for the Seahawks to overcome this Rams defence? Or what, what do you think the Seahawks need to do to ensure 
they get through to the next round. I think when we played them, was it three weeks ago, two weeks ago? Mm. Two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, I always thought before that Sean McVeigh seemed to have Pete Carroll's number in the games. And it was a bit of a change for me seeing the Seahawks actually play quite well against the Rams because they are really, really difficult to play against. And we seem to put a bit of a, a lid on Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey destroyed us in the first game. And he was a bit quiet in the second game. And that's maybe because I think Russell stayed away from Metcalf a bit more and threw it a bit more to Lockett. Uh, I honestly thought if our offensive line can stand up to Aaron Donald, then I think we've got as good a chance as any. I don't really fear the Rams' offense that much. I don't know anything about your quarterback. I'm going to admit that. Uh, though I'd be quite happy if Jared Goff was playing because I think he was absolutely dreadful in that last game. I've, I've never seen a quarterback with 20 yards of space in front of him stop and look for the pass and not make any move at all to get a first down. And you can see Sean McVay tearing his hair out on the sideline. And I think he's quite glad that he might not have Goff <laughs> for the game. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the big thing for us, and it's always been the same, is we always manage to get teams to third and seven, third and eight, third and six. And they always manage to pick that pass off and get that nine, 10 yards to get that first down. And Goff was good at it with Cooper Cup. And that's what we need to watch for the Rams is we get them into good positions to stop them and then just let them get that first down. Mm. It's interesting you're saying about sort of the quarterback and Goff because obviously watching the Rams this week, you know, when there was yards of space, uh, Wolford did actually go for the run, didn't he, Sam? Um, yeah, I don't, it was hard to tell whether they were design plays or whether it was he was just scrambling. He, he didn't see the pass. He felt fresh and he ran. But yeah, he, he, he picked up over 50 yards rushing, I think. Yeah, um, and since I think 2000 or something, that Ron's got that, yeah. that many out of the ground, so yeah, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see who plays. I mean, we still don't have an idea, or maybe they do, and they're just saying they don't, so it's kind of harder to game plan for us. But I yeah. think it's got to start, but it'll be on a short leash, and you, yeah. you, you know, yeah. quite early what kind of game Goff's going to have if he comes out and he has a couple of solid drives and he has a great game. Or he gets he puts the other two, two or three third now, so we just seem to stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we'll we'll see what happens in the first few drives and then maybe go from there if Goff's Yeah. Play. You kind of know with the Rams what kind of game they're gonna have based on the first quarter alone, can't you, with the quarterback, like with Goff, you 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 can almost sense whether they're gonna win or lose, which I, I guess as a fan it's good because you know when to turn off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When to place the bets. Yeah. But um who would you rather start as quarterback? So just going yeah, off. It's, it's, it's got to be Goffey. I know he's not looked great the last few weeks. Um, he's made some mistakes, but it, I, I wouldn't put it all on him. I think the old line has been a bit more porous. If we get if we get Whitworth back, that's a big yeah. bonus. He's going to get a little bit more time to throw. He's going to feel a bit more comfortable. Um, and I'm hoping we might see a bit a bit like what we saw with Trubisky, where once you've been dropped, I know he wasn't dropped, he was injured, but once you've been dropped and all the, the, the kind of the press and the negativity is there, that's as worse as it can get. So there's nothing to sort of fear in that respect. He'll, he'll have read all the... I, I see plenty of fan groups saying, drop golf, play with Walford, he's golf's trash. That's, you know, there's a lot of that out there. He'll see that, probably. Yeah. And once, once you're there, you don't fear it, you can go out and play with a bit more freedom, a bit more... Yeah. You've got something to prove rather than something to protect. And I think he'll come out swinging it. Hopefully, if his if his hands if his hands you know his thumbs healed, yeah, I think he'll come out swinging it. 
No, fair enough. Um, Neil, who do you think from a Seahawks perspective are the key, if you were to give me three key players, um, maybe not sort of the obvious players like Russell Wilson, but who do you think three uh, key players need to have a big game in order for the Seahawks to, to overcome this? I think on offense, we need to be looking at Chris Carson. Hmm. I think he's one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL, probably because of his injury record more than anything. Yeah. And we've kept him fit now for the last two or three weeks. And if he can stay fit in the, the playoffs, then anything's possible. And there's no reason why he couldn't do a 100, 150 yard game. Absolutely. Defense, it's. I think Shaquille Griffin needs to step up mm. at corner. Uh, he's a good player but I don't think he always plays to his potential and he can be get caught daydreaming every now and again and another guy that I'm loving seeing him come back into form because I think he's one of the unluckiest players we've got is Will Disley okay I think he's a fantastic tight end his career's never taken off because he's always had an injury just as he's exploded yeah and he played really well the last couple of weeks and I'd really love to see him start getting a few more passes because he's a cracking blocking tight end as well. Yeah. So that's the three that I think are key. Yeah, you do have some name in the obvious. Decent times, Hollister as well. I think over the last two, three years, you've always had someone there as um, sort of a backup if one goes down. But one player I do like, and I'm not just saying it because his name almost matches my surname, but Puna Ford as well. I think he's, yeah. uh, he's a quite a disruptive player as well. Um I think Pete's got the team that he wants all fit at the same time, apart from obviously the concern over Jamal Adams. Yeah. I think the only concern at the moment. So we haven't really got any excuses if we don't do it and then see, see where the next game leads us. That's um, for sure. Because yeah. we've got Greg Olson's come back into the fold. Uh, Rashad Penny's come back into the fold. So, yeah. We've definitely got all the weapons there. It's just a case of putting them all together on the day, I think. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Sam, uh, same question to you. Um, which sort of yeah. three players, apart from the obvious players, need to have a big game in order for the Rams to overcome the Seahawks? Um, I think first off the bat, I started to count the nearest third player in, in Carson. It's Marcus Rockers. Um, yeah. So he's... Uh, He's supposed to be playing. He should be back. Um, so if he's fit, if he's playing, that that's good. We, we're going to need him for our for our run defense to try and stop um, Carson getting going. He's sort of Donald's partner in crime um, quite a while now, and he, he gets talked about less, obviously, as anyone would next to Aaron Donald, because um, he doesn't quite get the sacks, but he's he's an important um, piece of our defense in stopping the run. Uh, so he needs to be one fit and two have a good game. Uh, secondly, I'd say. I'll sort of pair them together because I don't know who's going to match up against Lockett, but Troy Hill, Darius Williams, whichever he sort puts on Lockett needs to have a big game because I think we're going to hear DK Metcalf and Jalen Rams' names very little. They're just going to cancel each other out. Yeah. And he's similarly, I think he's had one catch for 11 yards across two games, Metcalf, because they're just going to cancel each other out. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say Akers, yeah, we, we need to get the run game going as well. Um, mm. Because if if we do start to look a bit iffy throwing the ball, we need to know that we can run the ball. Um, and indeed, as as we've seen with Rams being a play action team, getting the run going gives Goff that bit of a boost. He always does better when when the play action is working. 
Um, so if Akers can have a good game, then yeah, that yeah. could. I was tempted to actually throw Jamal Adams in as the third because I, where my I think it's I think it's a closer game than sort of the odds suggest. Uh, I think if Jamal Adams plays, we're the underdogs. I think if he's out, I, I back us as favourites. I think it it, it goes. It, it's game time decision. If Jamal Adams is out, I fancy us. If he's in, well, we'll we'll just see how fit he is and how good a game he has. I think yeah. it's that important to them. Yeah. He's there, Aaron Donald. He's, he he makes or breaks the defense. So. No, that's fair enough. I, I like the Williams shot. To be fair, sort of beginning to mid season, he was picking off players. You know, um, I mean, he's got quite. Yeah. I don't know the exact figure, but I know I've seen him on on the stat sheet picking up these plays and, and interceptions. So yeah, if he can have a a good game, he, he seems like someone who's willing to sort of you know disrupt you know the receivers, not afraid to sort of get his hands dirty. So yeah, that will be an interesting one. And yeah, always have time for Cam Makers as well with the running game. Uh, so obviously he's had his injuries; uh, he's just come back last week. So see how he does. Um, now. This is an interesting one, Neil. So, obviously, there's a lot of neutral fans probably listening to this. So, why should the neutrals root for the Seahawks and not the Rams? (laughs) (laughs) Why should the neutrals root for the Seahawks? Uh, I think we can probably beat anybody on our day, and I'm not convinced the Rams can. I think if you're looking for a team from the NFC West to maybe make it to beat maybe the I'm saying it'll be the Saints in the next round because I think it will be the Saints. Uh I think with the weapons that we've got with Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett, I just think we probably got the chances to go either way. And I don't think the Rams with Goff or whoever is at quarterback have actually got that chance. I think if they go into New Orleans, then I think they'll look at a defeat. But I, I agree with Sam. I think Sunday's game is Saturday's night's game is going to be close. It wouldn't surprise me if it came down to the final two minutes, whoever has possession in the final two minutes. I think it could be it. And if it's in Russell Wilson's hands with two minutes to go, then I've got the faith that it's in Jared Goff's hands. I don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Sam, what what's your response to that? So why should the neutrals follow the Rams? Okay, so two reasons. First of all, you know they say defense wins championships, um, and I think across the across both teams, there's only one thing that's been consistent throughout the year, and that's the Rams' defense. The Rams' offense has been patchy, and the Seahawks have been patchy on both sides of the ball. So I'd say, yeah, Rams' defense consistency, defense wins championships, and I think I think we can beat anyone on the day. Um, it's just a coin flip with our offense, what how it goes, but our defense is always gonna. A, a performance to keep us in the game uh, and secondly a Seahawks not even a real bird so why would you <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting Jeez, for it <laughs> I thought we weren't going to lower it to that so <laughs> <laughs> you can you can certainly make some sheep sounds if you no know. no I'm, I'm not going to stoop that low so I'll, get some <laughs> I'll, maintain the, I'll maintain the moral high ground in this one Fair enough. Now, last thing from you guys. Um, I just want a prediction from each of you. Um, starting with you, Neil. Who's well, well? Obviously, we know who you think is going to win. But what's the score going to be? I would say I would go twenty-three, twenty-one to the Seahawks. Wow, that's a close one. 
And Sam, I think it will go down to the last drive. Last drive. So that, yeah. Similarly, I, I have about 20 to 17 to the Rams. I think it's going to be a, a tied game and then drive and get the last. <clears throat> now we've got a kicker that can kick, get the field goal uh, late on and get the win. Yeah. Hopefully you know it's all set up for Jason Myers to miss the field goal. He's not missed one all season. And he's going to get a field goal in the last second to win the game. And he's going to shank it from 25 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me the way this season's gone with the kickers. Uh, we've seen it happen to sort of the uh, the, the best kickers, you know, uh, the pressure gets to you. But um, if you can, if you I know, Sam, you're a bit under the weather, but Neil, are you able to give us a, a, a Seahawks chant, maybe, just to rile up any Seahawks fans who might be... <laughs> Oh, you're all right. I'll pass on that one. Maybe a go Seahawks. Or a... <laughs> go Hawks then. There you go. Go Hawks. <laughs> That's all I remember <laughs> from the London game was go Hawks. <laughs> Sam, I know you're unwell, but do you want do you want Kirit to cover the go Rams or are you, you able to... That, that, that'll work better. You can probably get a bit louder than me. All right. Kirit, can you just come here a second, please? Just because Sam's unwell. Just need you to do a, a massive go Rams. Okay. Go Rams. Excellent. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Neil and Sam, for joining us today. I uh, really appreciate Good luck on Saturday, Sam. Yeah, you too, mate. Enjoy the game. Just yeah, not too much. <laughs> and if you progress, we may get you back on for whoever you may face. So best right. of luck to both teams. Yeah. Cheers, Sam. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. Thank you so much, Suk Deep, for that. And thank you so much yeah, to Neil Elliott and Sam Richardson. Absolutely fantastic listening. So I suppose it's over to myself and it's Bucks at Washington. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fourth and in inches playoff special podcast. And what can I say? This show and series is going to be absolutely electric and action-packed full of banter, football and explosive outbursts. Now, the two shows will be released over the weekend with one show containing three separate shows and that will be myself um, going forward. Uh, the first show will be Colts Rebuilds with Stuart Tomlin, Michael Cameron. Then the second one is Sukdeep Pune um, doing the Seahawks-Rams with Neil Elliott and Sam Richardson. Then the show that will be after that is a show that I'm recording right now, uh, Bucks at Washington, with my guest. And, you know, he's no stranger to anyone. <laughs> um, he was the founding member of Five Star Imports with myself, believe it or not. Um, obviously moved on because he had to do university work and everything. Sharky, how are you doing, my man? Uh, yeah, I'm good. It's been, it's been a while, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm excited to be chatting with some NFL fans like yourself. Excited oh, to pick my team up tomorrow, give us some support. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely honoured to have you on. And with such short notice, I don't even have to introduce this guy. We're talking a Washington fan, NFL UK legend. It is Andy Burrow from the DC Tweet team. Buddy, how are you doing? I am very good, sir. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on. It is playoff weekend. I don't usually get to do playoff weekend being a Washington fan, so I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited. I mean, to be honest, Sharky, I mean, obviously, I know you're quite young, but it was obviously 18 years ago since the Bucks. You'd have been a young boy. Uh, yeah, this is this is going to be my first playoff game tomorrow as a Tampa fan. So it was actually quite wow. strange because my brother was telling me he's, he's a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I didn't believe him that football didn't continue after week 17. But here we are. So, <laughs> oh, surreal. I mean, 
absolutely fantastic um, weekend ahead of football, as we all know. Now, with it being wildcard weekend, um, I think that this game is the, the game of the, 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 the weekend. Um, I mean, you've got Tom Brady that's electric on offence versus that Chase Young that's electric on defence. And how remarkable that you have Alex Smith, who is the comeback player of the year. I mean, what an incredible achievement that has been. Also, Ron Rivera has been battling cancer, and here he is taking a team into the playoffs. Now, before I st- um, start here, Andy, here's a nice little stat, thanks to Neil Reynolds. Washington is the, well, only the third Super Bowl-era team to make the playoffs with a losing record, coached <laughs> by Ron Rivera. The last team was the 2014 Panthers, coached by Rivera. They beat the Arizona Cardinals in the playoffs, then coached by Bruce Arians. You know, who is now at Tampa. So that is really, really interesting. So obviously I'll start with you, Andy. Did Philadelphia gift you a place in the playoffs or do Washington deserve to be there? And how was the regular season going forward for you? Oh, you do you know how many people that's so that, I've heard that so much since we uh played Philadelphia. No they we could only play what was in front of us. It's not our fault that they wanted Absolutely. It's not our fault yes. that they wanted to rest absolutely everyone and get a better draft pick and I don't blame them, really. You know what I mean? They've, I think they've drafted six now. Uh, they would have maybe drafted nine if they had beat us. Um, so, you know, in the draft, two two picks is, is big. But, um, no, we could only go out and do what we'd done. Uh, I think we would have won the game anyway. So, I don't know what people are... It's been I've been asked that question so many times this week on various stuff that I've done. So, uh, no, I think we deserve to win. Um, we were the best team in a yeah in a poor division, but that's not our fault. That the NFC East has been poor for a, a number of years now, but I thought we were the the best team in the division. As far as the Eagles like gifting us the game, no, we I think we would have won it no matter what. I mean, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, the Giants are complaining. They should have got business done yeah. way before just sitting back relying on obviously the Eagles to win. So you know, at the end of the day, you could only do what you were doing, and at the end of the day. Um, you know, Pedersen is now looking to make that team stronger for next year. So he's had to do what he had to do. Mm-hmm. So, no, well said there. So, obviously, Sharky, it's been an up and down season for Tampa, but it's now starting to get hot. And you know what, Mr. Brady, you know, he likes to get hot in the playoffs. I mean, this is a team that's now gelling. Um, they're clicking into gear. I mean, Brady had 4,633 passing yards going into the new year. Good for the second most by a Bucks player ever in 40 touchdown passes. I mean, 43-year-old. 43 total touchdowns on the year. I mean, the Bucks offence, weaponry, I mean, they finished the, the, the 2020 season with the third best score on offence, averaging 30.8 per game. I mean, it's absolutely frightening. Um, Brown finished off the 20 season, uh, 2020 season with 11 receptions for 135 yards and two touchdowns in Tampa's at 44-27 win. I mean, he helped Brady throw for nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns. You must be quite excited going forward. How do you feel about the season and how it all transpired? Well, week week 17, I think, gave a lot of fans a very, a very fierce, fierce, fierce statement of um, uh, Mike Evans has gone out and uh, Antonio Brown's coming in to replace him. And when you have a team that has that level of talent at the receiver position, you're going to be scary. Like, there's, there's yeah. no, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that this offense can play, especially the, the uprise of Chris Godwin, who's been absolutely phenomenal. I'd, I'd argue possibly our best receiver. If the stat sheet may not agree with me, but some of the some of the ways he gets the extra yards, he gets up to the end has been phenomenal. But yeah, so like you say Brady's heating up, and we're going into the playoffs. If 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 our team does what we can, I've seen us do on on games like the Packers and the Raiders when they were both looking like good sides and in a bit of form. And I mean, especially that Packers game, they're they're 
favourites to go to the Super Bowl and we absolutely dismantled them. Like, yes, you did. It wasn't, it wasn't even close. If, if that if that Tampa Bay Buccaneers stands up, I see no reason why we can't be winning this game on Saturday by like 20, 30 points. Oof. I mean, on a, it's a bold statement and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. If, if, if the best Tampa Bay team stands up and the best Washington football team stands up, it's not a competition. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Andy, your team has made it to the playoffs. I mean, do you think you can go all the way? I mean, <laughs> what has your team what has your team done well to give you any sort of optimism that you could go on a run? I mean, your defense is yeah. frightening. I mean, what is there anything that you, it gives you that little bit of hope that something can happen? In what's been a crazy past twelve months, uh, Stu, I've, I've given up trying to guess anything in life that can happen. Um, so you know, why it would be the most twenty 2020 twenty slash twenty twenty one thing ever if Washington went and won the the Super Bowl. We'll sit back and talk about the COVID year, and they'll be like, "Do you know who won the Super Bowl in the COVID year?" Be like, yeah, the Washington Football Team. What do you mean they're not called the Redskins anymore? No, they're called the Washington Football Team. You know, it'd be it'd be the craziest thing ever. But if we if we were just to get through tomorrow, uh, would be an achievement. Or you know, it's going to be our defense is going to have to win us the game. Um, you know, on offense, I am wor- I'm worried uh, slightly. I mean, I've been speaking to many Washington fans this week. We need to we need to up our game on offense. We can't depend on our defense. This is you know this is this isn't uh, your normal team you're playing. You're playing Tom Brady now, and like he said in an interview today, for him the season starts this weekend. So um, we're going to have to up, we're going to have to up our game uh, a hell of a lot to get past. Tom Brady, but I think if we if we fire on all cylinders, I think if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be us. It'd be the most Washington thing ever. Get out of the NFC East with a losing record, and then go and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. It'd be the most Washington thing ever. I mean, when you look at your obviously your offensive weapons, you know you've got Terry McLaurin, wide receiver, and Logan Thomas, tight end, Alex Smith, obviously quarterback, phenomenal what he's done. I mean, you couldn't write that and deserves to be comeback player of the year. Uh, your slot wide receiver, Cam Sims, you know, Peyton Barber running back, um, Isaiah Wright. I mean, they're all going to have to have big, big games. Um, defensively on the ball, Chase Young, I think he, I, I mean, I watched him on NFL Network. He really wants to get in about Tom Brady. He says he wants to, you know, that's that's what's driving him at the moment. Uh, Jonathan Allen, to defensive tackle. Um, is there any sort of standout defensive players that you think can do a job against Brady? You've only got to look at the bookends. You mentioned one there, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Um, yeah, they get off the, you know, they're off the ball so quick, and we're going to have to do that with Tom because if you give him any kind of time to get that ball out of his hand he's gonna he's gonna do it um I think our corners are gonna have to play strong because you know the thing is with Brady he can do he can do it all some quarterbacks you know you look at people will look at Alex Smith and be like right he's a little bit dink and dunk you know uh that's why I'm expecting him to blitz a hell of a lot he can't he can't move that much but you look with Tom Brady you've all over the field you've got to be on your a game we're gonna have to bring our a game defensively yeah I think we're the fourth best in the league defensively and we're going to have yes, we're are. going to have to show that tomorrow night against you know against the goat we're playing that's what everyone's saying oh Chase Young shouldn't have called out Tom Brady you're going to want to play against Tom Brady you know and um the, the weapons that they've got is you know unbelievable you mentioned Chris Godwin now I mean oh my god if you can't stop him you you know he's one of the best players in the National Football League he's uh, Antonio Brown now come in you've got Gronk he's still there still doing a bit you know so it's going to be a hard hard game but I've just got a feeling I I don't know I I was listening to a few um, shows today and out of all the games everyone picked if there's going to be an upset it's going to be in Washington 
No, absolutely. And obviously you've answered what does your team need to do. Now, Sharky, what does your team need to do to win this week? And what's going to be the key to that success? Any players in the opposition to watch out for? I think there's one matchup that could really be crucial for us. And it's Evan White's been phenomenal this year, but you have to stop Gibson because he's, he, I think he's sort of been an unsung hero. I've got to be honest, he's, I, I think he's been very, very well of sort of getting them, not, not the humongous plays that you're going to see on, on your highlights, but the 15, 20 yard sort of midfield, getting you that ever, ever so close to the end zone. I feel like we have to stop the, the, the short, the short pass plays running out for the extra 20 yards. We have to, Make you play three down football. We can't give you the easy, the easy jump down the field. And unfortunately, especially watching us play against McCaffrey a lot, we, we do be, become very susceptible to it at times. So for me, Devin White, Levante, David are going to be very important because I don't really, I don't think the uh, the deep ball as as scary as it as I've seen some other teams. But hey, you've still, you've got Terry McLaurin, who I think is a phenomenal player. I think he's very very impressive this season. But yeah, I think for me, it's definitely down to our linebackers. Or obviously the most obvious one to pick out, which I think is the generic one, which I did want to go for, is can our row line hold up? Because we've had years and years of poor row line performances, and we certainly don't need one tomorrow. Um, but Tristan Tristan West coming in, he's been brilliant. So I think he's only given up one sack this year. So yes, Chase Young can stay on, uh, stay away from Tom. We should have a good chance to win the game. No. Absolutely. So, obviously, we're coming up to that end part of the podcast, and this is what I like to call the gloves are off section. <laughs> so, Andy, give me a reason why the neutral should root for your team and not, the, obviously, Sharky's team. You know, why do you deserve to be in the divisional round and not the other team? To root for us, we're the, we're the love story of the season. We've gone from, we've gone from <laughs> name change to a quarterback who had one leg. Uh, we've gone through scandals off the field. Uh, we've gone through ev- absolutely everything. A coach, a a coach, coach that's been battling a cancer. A coach that's been taking IV drips at halftime. Um, absolutely. We've had a, 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 a draft pick that was absolutely terrible and was going to titty bars and doing God knows what else. You know what I mean? If, you had to get rid of a quarterback that's not been adhering to, to the Washington rules. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We've had everything thrown at us this season. So... I think a lot of people do want us to win uh, tomorrow. Whether we will or not is uh, is up for debate. I I have a funny feeling that we're going to somehow do it. I don't know how. Uh, I could be wrong. If Tom, if, if if you know, if if Class A Tom Brady turns up, and let's be honest, he normally does in the uh, in the playoffs. If we're in it, come the fourth quarter, we've got a chance. Yeah, like we said on the DC Tweet Team podcast today that we recorded. If we're out of it, if if we can't afford to do, we can't afford to do a normal Washington. We can't go in at halftime three or four scores down because if you do that against Tom Brady, game over. You're not coming back. You've got no. I, yeah. I'll say that as well. You've got no chance. You've got absolute sure, zero chance. I'm sure Matt Ryan thought that going into the <laughs> against the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got no chance. But um, with everything that's gone on this year, Alex Smith, Ron Rivera, Dwayne Haskins, name change, um, staff changes, left, right, and centre, new president, everything that's gone on with this team. I would love us just to go one more game. And obviously it's the Packers, whoever wins on Saturday, it's the Packers next. So like they're saying, we've been saying it, why not us? Everyone's been saying it, why not us? Absolutely, absolutely. And to finish up, Sharky, give me a reason why we should be rooting for your team, buddy. Well, after that description Andy gave and the story of Washington, I mean, there's a part of me. (laughs) Sharky, you're rooting for for us now. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, um, I mean, it is a a phenomenal story, to be fair, the the way that Alex Smith's come back and, but there's, there's a reason why you've bought Tampa this Saturday, and that's because you can see it. We've got we've got the players, and if 
you want to be on the winning side, you're going to have to support us because you, you may have the fantastic glove story, but you don't have the, the 53-man roster. That's, that's what it breaks down to. And that's, that's where we come out on top. No, absolutely. Um, obviously, we'll finish up just there. Um, Andy, thank you for coming on at last minute. For our listeners, we did have Scott Mackay uh, due to come on, but unfortunately, his father has been taken to hospital. So everybody at the Fourth and Inches podcast, and I'm sure that Andy and Sam are sending their best wishes. Ah, uh, yeah, much, um, over um, to you. He's such a top guy, man. I, I, I hope, uh, I hope everything works out for him. His uh, father, which oh, yeah, all prayers and loves him. And just before, yeah, absolutely. And just before we finish up, Andy. For our listeners, where can they find you? And what platform are you on? Uh, so we are on the DC Tweet Team podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts can be found. Just search DC Tweet Team podcast. We just dropped our preview show for this weekend's game today, about 10 minutes ago. It just dropped. And then my every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, my friend, you can find the DC Tweet Team. Um, I'm at Washington FC UK one on Twitter. And for you, Sharky, obviously, I've been so busy with Five Star. Are you still involved in any of the business side of the NFL in the UK? Uh, not not particularly, to be honest. I've, I've helped a couple of people out here and there. They ask where to find things. But no, usually usually just moaning at people on Facebook. Yeah, that's usually where you'll find uh, me. No, absolutely. Again, guys, thank you so much for this. I wish you all the best of luck um, tomorrow. Um, whoever wins, I'm sure, are going to go on and potential win the Super Bowl but you know what my, my Steelers are going for seven we're going for seven let's go let's go I think I've got you guys in as the upset of the week oh and the Steelers oh, can't beat on. the uh, Washington football team so win win right <laughs> to our listeners good night and I'll speak to you all soon I'm out of here bye guys yeah, thanks mate <laughs> bye mate bye thank you so much to Andy Burrows and Samuel Sharkey for that and thank you for Andy coming in with five minutes notice. Um, much love and prayers out to Scott Mackay. I hope your father as well. Um, thank you to all the people that participated in this podcast. Tomorrow's one's absolute belter. We've got Ravens at Titans, we've got Saints at Bears, and we've got Browns at Steelers. Have a great day, guys. Hope your team does well. Come on, the Steelers. <laughs>